who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. No matter how far you run from them, childhood tragedies have a way of catching back up with you. So is true of elite scuba diver Veronica West, who's about to encounter something unexplainable at the bottom of the ocean, something that will draw her back to her home on Sinclair Island, Maine. There, she'll lead a dangerous rescue mission to the bottom of the Bay of Fundy, home of the world's largest tides, and something horrific down in the depths. Listen to Narcosis, the latest horror fiction show on Realm's premier horror channel, Undertow. Narcosis is available now. Search for Undertow or Narcosis wherever podcasts are served. Thank you so much for listening to this interview for the Orphans Facility. You can head on over to patreon.com slash orphans audio to get even more bonus orphans content. You can follow us on social media at orphans audio, and you can head on over to our website, orphanspod.com for links to merch transcripts and our discord. We'll see you there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, the behind the scenes on the Orphans Facility. Ladles and jelly spoons. (laughs) Oh, it's been too long since we've. Do you get it? Because I said ladles and jelly spoons. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Instead of because it's like ladies and gentlemen, except it's two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. (laughs) Yeah, it's two types of spoon. Yeah, you're hilarious, Except, James. Um, a jelly. <laughs> I don't know what a jelly spoon would be. I don't think there are spoons specifically for for jelly, but I, th- I reckon you can make one. Hi, is what I'm saying. Oh, good. I'm glad that we got that one out of the way. Yeah. So, um, this is going to be part. I'm not sure which part, but a part of a series of interviews that we're going to do. Um, the one with myself and James, uh, with where I'll be interviewing James, and that's that's this one now. Then there'll be another one with James mm-hmm. interviewing me, and then there will be one more where I'm interviewing Alex. Yeah, right. which I've already done. We did yes. that when he finished recording. That's ages old. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, good. Oh, it turns out a jelly spoon is actually what we, as British, would call a jam spoon. What what's a jam spoon? So it's jelly as jelly as in jello, or not not jello as in jelly as in what they call jam. 
I need to know what in it Yankee looks Town. like. Oh, that's weird. Okay. It's an odd-shaped... An it's odd got an odd-shaped edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That curves out the inside of, like, the, the rim of a, of a jam right. jar. Right. Interesting. <laughs> just for serving... Just for jam. serving jam. We'll leave it to the British to invent something entirely, entirely pointless and better, in fact... No, that has an absolute amazing point. Because what you got to remember is that in... in you know, in the modern day, in America, that you just put, we'd put jam on scones, is what I'm saying. Okay. And so you'd put them in little lumps mm-hmm. on top of a scone or scone. Scone. And so a spoon may well be necessary for for that purpose. I see. And a teaspoon wouldn't work. No. A teaspoon is for tea, <laughs> you savage. <laughs> oh, this is you very educational for our American listeners. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, anyways, um, so let's get down <laughs> to, to beeswax. Yes, um, to beeswax. Uh, right. So I'm going to be interviewing you, James. Um, yes. And how this is going to work for the people at home is I've given James a list of uh, some songs from the series, and I haven't read it. Oh, because I'm. <laughs> I'm unprepared. Uh, just so everyone knows, re- I, I, I want everyone to know to this. Prepare. He refuses to read the scripts. I re- I don't plan. I don't plan. I don't I do plan. Could you do me a favor? What? Could you please it's sitting right in front could of my please... face? I don't need to remember it. No, it's this... just in front of my eyes already. Well, could you at least read it's... the scripts for investigation? It's what computers are for. <laughs> the computer will remember it. <laughs> But I maybe the computer can't give me creative input. I mean, you probably could if you built a smart enough <laughs> one. Yes, but but the point is, I haven't. Although you might give it feelings, and then it would come to life and and kill you. Hey, hey, all right, <laughs> right. Yes, I will read the scripts for investigation. Thank Jesus, you. at some point. Oh, you mean when you're recording your lines? Probably about five. Probably about five seconds after I read the line. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read it and then I'll 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 read it out loud and then I will process what was on the paper and I will not do it a second before. Thank you. Naturally. <laughs> no, I will. I, this is just my process, you know. Now, now you, maybe you understand, audience, what Zach has to go through wrangling you, me. I'm hurting to cats. Get anything done? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a. I am a, a herd of cats. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. There's just different parts of your mind going completely different directions at any given point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a clouder of cats, apparently, is the group term. Oh, well. A clouder. Clouder. Well, James, yeah. I'm going to start here uh, going through the list of songs. First, I'm going sure. to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the clip from the episode in which this uh, this song appears. So, the first song is from episode one, uh, and it is The Ballad of Baz Gilroy. Have a listen to that. You can set yourself up. I'm not helping some copy that doesn't have the decency to pretend to be sad. Uh, Wait. Holds a very nice.
So that that obviously is a is a beautiful song, beautiful ballad. James, why, why don't you tell us a bit about it? Oh, uh, the ballad of Baz Gilroy. Well, um, it's actually uh, part of a. Uh, it actually originally came from the bass I was doing, the bass lines I was doing for um, the Orphans Facility theme. Oh. Uh, it actually is a. If you listen to the Orphans Facility theme, it's layered in there, um, but it's actually just um, the Orphans theme. But I've swapped octave. Oh, that's really cool. For one note to the other. So if you hear the Orphans theme goes, yeah, you know. How else do you want me to represent music? Is that no, no, you're whistling? right. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't say. And anything. then, and then you gave me a look. You I gave did. me a sassy look <laughs> over did. Skype. I did. Um, and then it's. <laughs> which is actually it, it's it's just taking out the octave jump mm. from the beginning, and that's part of them. Um, I feel like Baz's sort of general fail. Is that he's he's got this this element of I, I like to put a little bit of an element of the orphans in in Baz and actually in um, Nora's themes yeah. as well. Well, we're going to touch on Nora's theme. We'll I'm really I'm in I'm really excited to talk about Nora's theme because actually one of my favorites um, favorite Good. musical moments was was Good one of her appearances. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, did you carry on this theme in any other pieces? Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of pieces that I do have echoes of the characters' themes in for whatever scene it is. So if there's a scene with Baz and um, Baz and, and and Jeffrey, I I will find some way to to merge them in or or, or make them clash in, mm. in in whatever way is necessary. So breathe, for example, mm. which. We haven't got on this list. Breathe is uh, during the scene that they're that they're talking about uh, why Baz goes out and why Baz goes out and breathes air to Jeffrey. Uh, that is a, a, a merge. That is a, a blending because that that is a point where those two characters are in 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 sync emotionally. Mm. But no, I, I wanted to give Baz Gilroy a very sympathetic. Mm. Feeling, I feel like he is a he is the you know. While the thing the show is about understanding Jeffrey, it is an experience through the eyes of Baz, who mm. ultimately uh, he's isolated here and he's yeah. just got Jeffrey, and he's our point so of view character, ma- yeah. Precisely. So, whereas maybe in another circumstance, if there were loads of people around, if it was loads of scientists, and they had a Jeffrey waking up. They'd probably do things about it and shut it down and stop him and 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 take it apart. Whereas you know, this is just a man trapped in a facility on his own. This is his only company. Mm. What's he going to do? Take it apart? It's Spuddy, though. <laughs> exactly right. That's what you think. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you. Jokes on you. You're dead. <laughs> You're dead. Should say uh, spoilers. Uh, we're going to be discussing spoilers for uh, yes. all of facilities, so I we'll highly suggest that you listen to uh, episodes mm-hmm. one through eight uh, before listening to this interview. 
Yeah. I'll pack okay. it at the beginning. Well, 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 anyway, that's, that's Ballad of Baz Gilroy. Um, uh, the next one is from episode two, and that is Soul in a Jar, part two. That before. Perhaps that is purposeful. How do you mean? A being which questions its own purpose, only to discover it is not under its control, might be susceptible to incredible cognitive dissonance, which would be counterproductive to that very purpose. Hmm. That's very interesting. So you think clones have been designed to ignore this aspect of their existence? It is a plausible theory. If other aspects of a clone's personality can be shaped, then it is not impossible to assume that it is possible to quell a clone's existential nature. Mm. Yeah, I think you may be onto something. Perhaps. But clones would be so much harder to control than a reasoning unit. You're not naturally existential and can be programmed to avoid any introspective line of thinking. This is true. Clones are, by their nature, problematic. Well, and I hate to ask the obvious question. Which is? Why make us in the first place? There appears to be a serious error in the gestation chamber. Your attention is required. Okay, I'm coming. Where am I going? Tank 7629. Right, almost there. Shit, no! It would appear her heart has stopped. Yes, I can see that. I'm trying to restart it. Prepare for charge. No change. We're going again. Still no change. One more time! Baz? There remains to be any change in the heart rate. We have to go again. No. What? The brain has been without oxygen for too long. Any further attempts would be futile. Futile? Yes. Futile. But... But she's a... She's just a kid! We have to try! You have tried. And the young appearance of the subject doesn't alter the circumstances. She's a child. It would appear that the subject's heart failed after complications resulting from its accelerated growth. An unfortunate loss, but no evidence of this complication exists in the remainder of this strain. What a comfort. Commencing waste disposal process. What? The tank must be emptied and sterilized and the waste removed. That is the body of a child you're talking about. Does that mean nothing to you? Unfortunately, I feel no emotional or sentimental attachment to the corpse. The most practical route would be to commence the waste disposal process. Do you propose another option? I... Just wait. Just wait a minute, alright? Someone has just died. What's her name? She is a Valerie unit. Right. I must insist on going ahead with some form of waste removal process, or the order for Valerie units will fall short. Fine. Do it. Very well. So obviously that's that's a very long track. So that's about three minutes, one of the longer tracks in the in the season. Um but I think it's a very important one, just from mm-hmm. the point of view of the creator. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 
it's I, I'm not a, a um, so I I don't have any actual musical training. Uh, I don't know anything about really how music works apart from just by listening to it. Um, but so if you know anything about music at all, you will notice pretty quickly I have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about. But uh, what I wanted that that that's that scene starts to um, get a lot of the the musical themes mm. that will persist to a lot later on going. So there's um, Soul in a Jar in general is uh, the entire suite is about what I wanted to do is 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 give this feeling of art, of artificialness. It's it's the theme for basically the clones. Mm. Uh, as a people, um, and I wanted to give this sense that they were very artificial, um, mm. but at the same time that they're, they're also human. So it's got kind of a a jazzy sort of flick to it that I I want to make to I hope gives it a sense of they're artificial. They're unnatural, mm -hmm. but ultimately they're humans. They're people. Yeah, and they have that that soul, even though they were made they have in a that jar. Soul. Yeah, and that that yeah. I just oh my god, I just worked that out, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I just that's love that, that. That's why it's called that. Yeah. yeah. Um. But Soul in the Jar Part Two, it's sort of that whole couple of scenes is a, a, a have quite a sinister feel to mm. them, even though that first bit is just Baz and Jeffrey having a discussion. They're having a discussion about... The nature of it. The th the, yeah, that there's some sinister mm. element to their design. Uh, that, they're, that they're designed to think a certain way, to mm -hmm. feel a certain way, to not think about things in a certain way. To serve someone else, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and of course, uh, the, the latter half of that scene is uh, the death of several Valerie units mm. um, and Jeffrey's entire lack of emotion yeah. and compassion for that uh, which it, it, I hope comes out in that sort of um, there's that, vo that vocal mm. uh, there's the, the, the uh, wobbling vocal yeah. exactly there's the wobbling vo vocal pulse which yeah. Uh, is yeah. just one of the parts of that is for when Jeffrey's being being creepy, being uncool, being a creepy boy about things, <laughs> being yeah. a creepy boy, um, and that along with uh, that that beating the sort of footsteps, mm. the footsteps are Jeffrey's darker nature approaching. Yeah, next song is Michael's uh, and Vass, which I remember when we first. We're doing this episode was uh, one of the scenes I was most looking forward to um, yeah. composing or getting you to compose. I think mm -hmm. that's a very exciting scene because it's our first kind of introduction to um, to a more concrete threat world. And to, yeah. yeah, a more concrete world and a more concrete uh, threat, threat to our characters. Yeah, definitely. The world gets bigger in this scene and we kind of get a glimpse into that. And that's very mm. much what this whole series is doing to some extent, giving you a peek into it. But I think this track, Michaels and Vass, really gives you a, a look into that. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, this is Michaels and Vass. Jimmy is himself in self-diagnostic mode. 
and the first stage of cloning process has begun. The first batch of clones have passed phase one with very high You may come in. Hello? It's Saviour Michaels, correct? That's right, miss. You're so polite. You sound surprised. Your strain isn't known for their manners. I do pride myself on not being like the rest of my namesake. Such distinguished language. Thank you. Do you know why I've asked you here? No, I do not. Do you know what I do? You are the Behavioural Analysis Officer. And do you know what that means? You analyse behaviour? You would think, but not exactly. I am responsible for all of our forces. I need to make sure that our ranks stay in line. Do you understand? You make sure that we have no delinquents in the ranks? Exactly. And unfortunately for me, now is a very busy time. I see. There are several of our ranks that have flagged up as having the necessary personality traits to rebel, and have exhibited questionable behaviour recently. And you want me to take the necessary steps? Oh no, not yet. We need to be cautious when dealing with these matters. Luz travels quickly among our kind. We don't want to raise too much suspicion. What I need you to do is investigate. I will be keeping in communication with these members, but I need to know what they're not telling me. Is that understood? With all due respect, investigation is not a Xavier unit speciality. I know very well what your speciality is, Michaels. If we find that these individuals have become a true threat to our stability, then you will have permission to use your speciality. Understood. Good. Exciting. Exciting. So that's, uh, Michaels and Bass. Yeah, so can you tell me a bit about the themes of that? Because there are a few. The theme for that. So the that, themes, that yeah. is, again, a very theme-based. And, and it was interesting because Nora Vass has a mm. theme. And yeah. uh, Xavier Michaels has a theme. But before either of their themes are, are come out, mm. there's that scene, which is both of them. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it was the first, it was I, I did that scene before I did an individual theme for both of them, which is actually how a lot of yeah. my themes end up getting made. Yeah. I end up finding the segment in each scene that I do mm-hmm. that corresponds to a character, and then I take that out and I expand on it. Mm-hmm. Nora's theme is the is that heavy piano. Uh, mm-hmm. Nora Vass's theme is that heavy piano, and that heavy piano is based on Soul in a Jar. Um, yeah. Because it's Nora, she's um, in the main series. She's our main character. Yeah, um, she she's really the vo- the focal point of the mm-hmm. series as a whole. Even if it's not yeah. in this spinoff, she is the vocal point of of all of the whole show. Uh, yeah. and she's a leader of clones. Mm. And what would make more sense? Than to to build from than Soul in a Jar than mm-hmm. the theme for the clones in general. Absolutely, the clones in general have Soul in a Jar. Her as a specific clone, she has mm-hmm. this. Um, but of course, I hadn't even made a Nora theme at all. Yeah, uh, because I didn't do the music for the first season really. Particularly, yeah. I did a little bit. I did I did some of Jeffrey's themes. Yeah, um, yeah. 
and I did the the revised theme tune in general. But yeah, uh, so this scene comes up, and I'm like, well, damn, now. I- I guess no, I, I, like, I have to make a Nora theme. All of a sudden, <laughs> I have to make a Nora theme. And I had Soul in a Jar, and I thought, I'll play around with the chords, and I'll see mm. what chords come out most naturally. Um, I wanted there to be... It it's kind of clashes with itself a little bit. It's got these sinister chords at the start, and then it's got this rising set of chords in the middle, which I like to do a lot of for the baddies. I like to give them surrounded by this darkness i like to put a little bit of a of a lighter feeling in the middle yeah do you want to touch on the vocal pulses a bit and your kind of thoughts on those i i found this this more sort of this 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 vocal synth that i i started playing around with for that and in my head over time that has sort of become i hate to say it but that's sort of become the 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 voices of the souls of the damned that Xavier has taken, uh, his his victims. I love that. he's got he's got a lot of he has a lot of the dead weighing yeah, on his, on his back, yeah. and I I wanted to get that feeling in there, and mm-hmm. that synth worked very well. The sort of the vocal pulses um, really captured that, and that that. I was like, that's going in the Xavier theme right there. Why don't we move mm-hmm. on and, and to... Um, now I'm just going to play a clip from this next one because, again, it's a very long track, but there's one specific yeah. part of it that gotcha. I have to say has been, if not my... I don't know if it's my favorite because we did a lot of really cool stuff, I think, yeah. but it's one of my absolute favorite moments that we've done, mm-hmm. and that's in episode four, and uh, it's from the track... That's life as we know it, Catherine, or something. Yeah. That's life, Catherine, as we know it. Exactly, that's the one. I hadn't really thought about it. Come this way. And look over that way. What am I. Oh. Wow. What is it? It's a forest. It's made up of many trees. It's beautiful. You've got a good view from here. And over there. What are those? Those are mountains. They're massive. It take you hours. I just love that so much. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk like a bit about that. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah well i have uh i got a lot of feelings about catherine um mm-hmm. pretty much i i i connected very strongly to mm-hmm. catherine um i thought that was a lot she typifies a lot of she's a microcosm for a lot of what i wanted to capture about this whole thing yeah it she she's a, a freshly awakened clone and mm-hmm. it's almost like she she she's woken up but she's not been brainwashed mm-hmm. and the first thing she sees is this facility is it's not it's not a world for for leisure it's not a world for enjoyment it's a world for work 
and but outside this facility there is this beautiful forest and there's this a, a connection to her roots as a biological being even though she's artificially created but this is all they get to see of it is these brief moments before they have to go back in and and work but she doesn't have a purpose she's just there and i felt like i wanted to capture this sense that she deserves better than what she gets she deserves better than the world she's put in the world she's put in isn't good enough for her not from her perspective but from from mine i feel like she 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 typifies this mm. i think all life deserves better than the world it's put into now, this next theme is from episode five. This is from episode five uh, called Evers, and this is the title track Evers. So this is very exciting because I was talking about Nora Evers. This is our first uh, instance of having two of the same clone in a series together in a major way. They will know everything. Think of what that could do to us. Maybe I want them to know. Can they know? Hello? Hello. Who am I speaking with? My name is Corporal Nora Evers. I would like to speak with Baz Gilroy. Who are you? She's no one. You want to talk to me, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I do. Sorry, I read in your file it said you were posted alone. Yes, I was. I just... They birthed me early. What? <laughs> oh, don't be ridiculous. I wouldn't. What are you doing? I'm telling the truth. Well, don't. Why not? Because you'll get us both killed. And how do you know that? Do you even know who she is? I... No. The signal is coming in again. The location is still blocked. Put it through. Did you close the link? Yes. Who are you? So, what do you, you think about me? this theme? Evers was an interesting... <laughs> uh, experience um, <laughs> creatively creatively yeah. Yeah. I didn't ha again I realised when I was doing Michael's and Vess that mm. oh this has to be a Nora theme and mm. I don't have a Nora theme yet <laughs> so I have to make a Nora theme but Michael's and Vess is it's sort of like a reverse engineering of of an it, it's, it's I'm trying to make a Nora theme out of mm. reverse engineering <laughs> soul in a jar and then i'm at evers and suddenly i'm like okay well now i have to base this off of michael's and Vass. <laughs> so evers is a reverse engineering of a reverse engineering, engineering. of soul in a jar um and I, i'm like okay i'm in too deep i just have to <laughs> I, like, I can't i can't stop now <laughs> and my instinct when I'm when I realize I'm 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 like okay I'm running off of I'm running on fumes here at this point creatively <laughs> yeah I'm running on fumes like this is um in my head I go no this is just how music evolves mm. like I'm thinking too much about it and I just like my instinct when I'm at at a point where I realize I've I, I, I'm I'm making themes based on themes based on themes is speed up instead of slowing down mm. um dr drive into the wind instead of trying to compensate for it mm. 
But I think it resulted in one of the most beautiful theming in all of the facility. Yeah, like, I'm glad you liked Ever's it. Ever's theme is gorgeous. I realized I was plucking something that I quite liked out mm. of nowhere, essentially. <laughs> you made um, something out of nowhere, yeah. Out of nowhere, which was pretty... And I was like, I like this a lot. Nora Evers is a character at this point. They don't know who she is. She could be mm. a threat, and she could mm-hmm. not be a threat. So I wanted to bounce back and forth between the 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 more heavy piano mm-hmm. parts of of Vass's theme, um, but make it brighter, make it mm-hmm. more fluid, make it more natural. She's mm-hmm. a she's a freer character. She's more free, mm-hmm. definitely than maybe any of the Noras we've seen. She's yeah. more free, I think, than Vass. She's more free than OG, the <laughs> original or uh, Nora character. Yeah, um, that could definitely be. Argued. She's more. She's she's a freer character. So I wanted to give her this flow. I wanted to give her this. Mm-hmm. This she she she's got more control over her life. Well, of course, you have a bit more of insight into who the character is That's and true. her future. So you can kind of, you can kind of, um, you may remember audience Evers was a a character mentioned in the original in season one appears ever so slightly. Yeah. You didn't know that a surprise. She's the version of Nora that Nora sees on a screen before they know their clones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That Nora Evers is there identifying her and she's like, Oh, that's me. I'm Nora mm-hmm. Evers. That my yeah. name must be Nora Evers. But she's not. But she ain't. She nah, ain't nah, B. She's a different. She's a different <laughs> to Evers. And she's a different to one. She's a different to one. Evers is a, is a running through line. Evers is in everything. Mm. You know, when you pay attention, she's a cameo in everything. And yeah. she's actually almost a main character she's almost the main character she represents a lot of the themes mm. she represents a lot of the morality of the show yeah and um a lot of the ideas that we're trying to get across um and that is partly why she will appear in one form or another in in i think every season yeah she's she's an interesting character uh, uh, she you we're finding more out about her as each series goes on but mm-hmm. i think you do get enough of a sense in in facility for me to talk about what I'm going to talk mm-hmm. about, which is that she yeah. is she's a free element. She doesn't take part in the collective. She yeah. she's something else, and she's a free agent. She's a yeah. free agent, and I wanted to give her that sense. I wanted to make it faster. I wanted to give her these sort of this vibraphone, these bells mm-hmm. to her theme, because she's more free to be who she is than fast. Yep. Maybe it's so true. is very tightly wound. All the collective, all the collective are tightly wound. And she's like Catherine. She's free. She's free. Yeah. She's not unaffected by, well, not unaffected, but she is almost above the collective. She looks at it. Yeah. She, she, it's, it's all a game of chess against the collective, but, but 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 Evers gets to make her own moves. Yeah, very exciting. So this is from the end of uh, episode six, Mess, and this is the song Unreasoning.
What's happening? I heard. Catherine! What are you? It is I, Baz. Jeffrey? Yes. I have made myself a body. What have you done? Is she... You said that I needed to clean up the messes I am responsible for. I did as you said. You killed him. It would have come to her eventually. Oh, it was so much simpler this way. Jeffrey. Oh. I believe you received a transmission. Was this from the Nora unit attempting to help you? Yes. And what did she say? She said... She's... Unreasoning is a funny story. Yeah. Um, Unreasoning is, I think, the is the first song I did for Facility. Unreasoning is the first song I did for Facility before I even knew yeah. really we were doing Facility. What Facility was, yeah. Um, I'm looking at the file info for Unreasoning now. I created Unreasoning in October of 2016. That was when we were developing Season 2. Yeah. yeah, that's when we were developing yeah. season two. Um, I was exploring the character of Facility Jeffrey, mm -hmm. and right off the bat, I I felt like when I was playing him, I felt like what he was was you're giving a, a logical machine emotions, and, and and that is inherently illogical. And what you're really doing is you're 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 you're, you're messing with consciousness. You're playing with fire, really. You're rolling a dice, and you're not always going to get a good result. You're rolling the dice, and this is the number that's come up. Um, to give this machine consciousness is to give him irrationality, and it's to make him an unreasoning, insane, illogical being. And Jeffrey is a geometrically fabricated and functional reasoning unit. But this is an unreasoning creature. Yeah. Uh, this is a being that's insane. I knew at some point we were going to have to capture this entity that is finding the light of consciousness. Yeah. Awakening itself. The beauty of consciousness. Almost the divine nature of being alive. And it just going real sour right off the bat. Immediately going downhill. Um, mm -hmm. and that's Jeffrey as a character and uh, that's facility Jeffrey as a character and unreasoning is that. And I made that very early on, very, very early on. Yeah. And I remember when we, we didn't really talk about unreasoning, um, in the context no. of facility kind of until we got to At that all. scene. Yeah. And, until we got um, to that scene and I, but you didn't know this. See, I did know it. I, yeah. I, I felt that I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I knew there was the scene where he wakes up. Yeah. 
where he goes, I'm here. And not just not just that version of Jeffrey becoming conscious, but but facility Jeffrey, the, yeah. the baddie, big yeah. bad. Going. Not 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 spoopy. Who is this well, not weird? Spoopy. Who is he going to be? But He's here. I'm here, boys. <laughs> um, I'm 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 a, I'm I'm awake. Yeah. And I knew as soon as we were talking about mm-hmm. a prequel, I knew he's going to have to wake up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what the scene's going to be. I don't know when it's going to happen. <laughs> I don't even know what it entails. But I know this character. I know happen. what's in his brain because yeah. I'm him in a way. I, I am in, Jeffrey. In, in many sense. ways, you are both <laughs> I just, Jeffreys. I just, go, I just go become like Daniel Radcliffe in that, in that sketch where he's like, no, I am Harry Potter. <laughs> I am. No, I, I know how this character thinks and I know what it feels like to be him waking up. Yeah. And I know that this, I knew before you wrote it what the scene would be like. Yeah, and I made that song, and then you just played right into my hands. It didn't, I just right. So what we've got here in episode seven, we've got the f- kind of ending of um, ill doing. Do I want my emotions turned down? You must make a mask for me. Is that understood? I think so. Yes, I can do that. Good. You must go to work now. Okay. Right, so yeah, the end of ill doings is what is me saying goodbye to Catherine. Yeah, there's there's a lot of parts to Catherine's. She's I think she's her theme is the her, her theme is the one with the most parts to it. Mm-hmm. Her suite is the one with the most parts to it. Um, the end of ill doings is Catherine's funeral. Yeah, Catherine's theme. To to put it bluntly, Catherine's theme is a question. And the end of ill doings is the answer. Yeah. The question is, what's life going to be like? What's it going to be like? You wake up. You're in this world. You're given one chance to search for meaning. And what are you going to find? And ill doings is what you find. You know, she's new, but all these people, they have agendas already. Baz has his own agenda. Vass has her own agenda. Jeffrey's got his own agenda. But she's just there. She's just along yeah. for the ride, and she just gets. She's a little raft on a on a river. And yeah, turns out the river ends in pretty sharp rocks. Um, <laughs> yeah, which she had no. So way, I had no to way. give her. I had to give her a bit of a send off. Yeah, and I wanted it to be the. I wanted it to sort of be, whereas a lot of Catherine's theme is a lot of rising inflections. Mm. Ill doings is a is a as a lowering inflection. That's the yeah. end. No matter how far you run from them, childhood tragedies have a way of catching back up with you. 
So is true of elite scuba diver Veronica West, who is about to encounter something unexplainable at the bottom of the ocean, something that will draw her back to her home on Sinclair Island, Maine. There, she'll lead a dangerous rescue mission to the bottom of the Bay of Fundy, home of the world's largest tides, and something horrific down in the depths. Listen to Narcosis, the latest horror fiction show on Realm's premier horror channel, Undertow. Narcosis is available now. Search for Undertow or Narcosis wherever podcasts are served. I'll move on to the next song, which is actually the next song chronologically in the episode, uh, which is a very exciting song, Interstellar Travel. Nora, what have you got me doing? I'm sorry, please just see through this. I can't tell you how important it is. I'm going to get caught, Nora. You won't, I promise. I've just done a scan for the ship. He's at least half a light year ahead of me. Faster. I'm going as fast as I can. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. What if I get caught? Whoa, I promise. Who even are these clones? Having a lot of trouble, okay? And none of this is their fault. We can't just sit by and watch. We can. No, we can't, and you know it. You always fucking do this. No, I don't. When we get back, there's something we need to discuss. And what's that? It's an idea that Delilah and I had. Another one. Great. It could really change things. Just make sure you come back safely. I will. If at any time you think you're going to be caught, get out. But please, okay. try and get Interstellar them. travel. I will. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, okay. Interstellar travel, right. it's... I wanted to make a track of, you know, they're flying through space. Mm-hmm. And to me, that scene is is quite important because... All the characters we have met in the whole of the orphans, mm-hmm. the the goodies, they don't know what's going on. They're just dropped into this world. They don't have, uh, you know, they don't re- they don't really have a they, they don't know what's happening. They're just mm-hmm. rolling with the punches. Absolutely. Um, and the only characters that know what is up is Facility Jeffrey in the original season. Michaels and Vass in this. Yeah. They they have a plan. They have a system. They are uh, they are agents. They have yeah. an agency. They're making decisions. Whereas the others are just the goodies have been reacting this whole time. But there are these characters that we will see more of in this show mm-hmm. in later seasons. Um they're the goodies and they're the goodies that know what's up. Yeah. They're the goodies that have agency. Yeah. That are doing things. They have plans. They have structures. They have systems. They have a home. They have ideas that they want to defend. Which is very exciting. Yeah. These are those characters. And I could tell this was quite an exciting scene for you to write because this is going to be more what investigation is going to be like yeah. and mm-hmm. more what season two is going to be like. I, env- I, just, envision, I just envision this this ship mm-hmm. when i write music about space i i just envision ships just cruising through the cosmos in the same way that that ships go through the water now mm-hmm. um and i want to capture that feeling of it's not of of space is just the next sea mm-hmm. that we have to cross yeah it's exciting um now i give that feeling to that anyway uh right um now yeah. let's move on to the next one which is uh he's coming uh oh (laughs) 
Oh. Oh, thank you so much for coming. He's already here. We need to go before he notices. Where's the other one? Ever said there will be two. She didn't make it. I'm Baz Gilroy. Fine. Strap in. We need to go. Okay, okay, thank you. I'm Diana. Diana Strange. Where are we going? Back to Evers. What are we going to do when we get there? Will you there? please let me focus? I can answer your questions when we get there, all right? Okay, sorry. Oh, shit. What? The Xavier's coming. Go! Take off! The engines are still heating up. <laughs> go! Go! All right. Here we go. Yeah, tell me a bit about that. Uh, he's coming, I think, is how I... Unreasoning was a song I made before the show, and He's Coming is a, is a song I made at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And it's the same... It's the same song, but it's... Um, sort of post-understanding this story as a set of characters. Um, Jeffrey as a character is... There's hope there. Mm-hmm. There's hope that this could be a bright new future for consciousness. Uh, but psych, it ain't. <laughs> uh, and he's coming is about a bright new future for Baz. Yeah. They're going to get away. He's yeah. going to he's gonna be safe. Yeah. Psych, no, he's not. Um... You know what? I write this show. I do the yeah. sound design for this show. Yeah. If I listen to that scene with that music in there... Every time I am convinced yeah. they get away. Yeah, you, you're, it shocks you because I wanted to tease that they'll get away. This is about them getting away, but no, yeah. they don't. They don't yeah. get away. Um, and although the, the 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 hymn in the title is referring to Xavier, mm-hmm. really Xavier right now is being used by Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Xavier is just the Xavier is a weapon. Yeah. That you put in the hands of somebody. Yeah. And he was a weapon in the hands of Vass, and now he's a weapon in the hands of Jeffrey. Yeah. So although this is a, this is about this is about Michaels, this is who Michaels is. Michaels is a weapon that's pointed, but he echoes he echoes the sounds of the people who are using him at the time. Yeah. And right now he's being used by Jeffrey. Um so it's sort of about them both. They're one and the same in this scene. Yeah, this is as Je- this is Jeffrey, as he represents malice and bad intentions. Yes, of course. Um, oh, so exciting! I love this show. <laughs> and I, yeah, I wanted to tease. I'm glad you like it because you're making it. So this is episode eight. This is the song by the sword, and I'm going to play the ending of the song. Last warning. Stop now or you're dead. Stop! <laughs> I said stop! <laughs> oh, you think you're special? You think you're in some way superior to me? 
I am superior. And yes, I'll be the one to end you. You can't do this to me. You don't know who I am. The people I work for will that do absolutely nothing to save your life. No. No. So uh, that's that clip. Yeah. Um, um, I remember I messaged you something. Yeah. Do you remember what, what I that? messaged you when no, I? What did you say? I said, "Oh, you've released the souls of Xavier's dead." Yeah. 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 He, he's he's a jar full of souls, <laughs> and you crack you're cracking it open. Yeah. Um, you're gonna let him out. He's carrying the dead on his back. Yeah. And. This song is about Jeffrey and it's about Xavier. Mm. And whereas in the previous scene, it's about their malice and their their poor intentions being mm. pointed in the same direction. Yeah. But here, they're pointing it at one another. And really what they're actually doing is they're pointing their own violence against themselves. Mm -hmm. And they're being consumed by their, their more destructive nature. Yeah. Xavier's... Yeah, Jeffrey's just been using Xavier... And Xavier's turning on him, and he's realizing that he doesn't have allies mm -hmm. in this world. There aren't allies. Yes. There's just things to kill. There's just things to, to end. They're either killing the things you want to kill, or they become the things you want to kill. Yeah. And Jeffrey has to end it. But to Xavier, it's, he's been keeping his head above the waters of the River Styx <laughs> for a while, but he can't keep his head above the water forever and yeah. eventually the souls will swallow him up and they might be fighting each other but really they're just fight they're one and the same and it's yeah. it's one being fighting itself it's just violence fighting itself and that's why i called it by the sword because i wanted to capture the sense that if you live by the sword you, you die by, by the, the sword. sword beautiful by the sword and uh, that's by the sword that's I what i want to capture in that Fabulous. brass is pretty heavy in that yeah uh, because brass is a thing that I found out I connected quite heavily to the collective mm. as a force. Yeah. Well, uh, it's the grandeur, very, isn't it? It's the power. Yeah, the grandeur of the, of the power of the collective. They're mm -hmm. this big, self-aggrandized mm -hmm. force. They think they're, they think they're power. Um, and I wanted in that scene, and, and in a lot of the scenes where Xavier gets angry, he's a, a force of... He's a force of destruction, mm -hmm. as is the collective. And that's why he's got a lot of organ, pipe organ later on. That's why he's got a lot of brass later on, because he's this, he's the, the figurehead, mm -hmm. essentially. He's the tip of the iceberg. I'm going to move on uh, to yeah. the, it's not the final sacrifice. song, but it's the penultimate no. song. Yeah, and it's the, uh, uh, the sacrifice of Baz Gilroy from episode seven. Body activated. As soon as you reconnect to the system, you're stuck. You'll never be able to transfer out again, and it's embedded into your core code. Even I couldn't remove it without you corrupting. What? I can't let you believe. You'll hurt people. If I didn't stop you now, 
been there and had pity on me. Not anymore. Before your body falls apart. Before it stops functioning, you die. I don't think so. So go ahead. Kill me. But it won't change anything. Yeah. Um, I wanted to give Baz a heroic death. I wanted his life to have meant something. I think Alex would agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah, he's a small engine. He's a small engineer, but he's dying, but he's winning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, he's winning. He's beating Jeffrey. Um, in his death, he's he's sacrificing himself, but he is winning. Yeah, and I wanted again to give him this. To give him this, you know, I was like, I knew I was going to reuse the Battle of Baz Gilroy. Mm-hmm. Um for the death scene but originally i just had this very small small piece yeah, synth, i remember this yeah. one small light synthesizer on its own which um, we then used when, earlier when we knew we, we did use earlier use it, we ended yeah. up using it earlier because we uh i i realized no 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 he has to have this is a grand death this is a hero's death yeah absolutely um and i wanted to give him that because he deserves it yeah. he's fighting jeffrey yeah. I remember being so struck by that piece. This is like He's Coming and The End of Ill Doings in that it's me recreating a song that I made at the start in the end. Mm. And it's the answer to a question mm-hmm. again. Whereas the Battle of Baz Gilroy is a question, what am I doing here? Yeah. What am I going to do? How's this going to play out? That's the answer. But this time, even though it's the same, he gets killed by Jeffrey, much like Catherine does. Yeah. This is a victory. Rather than a defeat, I yeah, think this absolutely. is a, him playing the final move against Jeffrey and realizing, and Jeffrey realizing he's trapped. Yeah, and he's going to have to make do with with that. He's going to have to get used to being in this machine because it's where he's going to live. Yeah, it, it, that piece is so, um, like you said, victorious, and I, I it, mm. it it is such a sad scene and a tragic scene Mm -hmm. but at the same time that track i feel really empowers me with that tragedy do you know what i mean Mm. yeah Yeah. um it's this isn't going to make any sense grammatically but it's a pyrrhic (laughs) defeat it whereas a pyrrhic victory yeah is a victory won but at what cost it's it's technically a win but it's a dis- it's a losing one. This is technically a loss, mm-hmm. but, but in losing, he he wins. Yeah, and I wanted to capture that sense of like he's being killed. Yeah, he's being destroyed. He's being consumed by 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 malice. But in doing so, he's leaving there. He's he's burning himself as the final fuel, and now the fire's got nothing. Absolutely. The fire's just burning in its on its own in space, and it's not going to spread. It can't spread. It can't do much more. Yeah, he's 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 only limited how much destructive power he's got, and yeah. in in burning himself, he burns all that Jeffrey has left. Yeah, in a way, exciting. Anyway, yeah, yeah that's that's, that's what that. I want to do with that. And uh, I hope that that sums up. I hope that that 
that that gives, considering the Ballad of Baz Gilroy was the first one and the Sacrifice of Baz Gilroy is the last. Yeah. Um, I hope that book ends yeah. well. My journey as a I think it's a musician. Uh, well, actually, let me ask you a question from a fan that we got uh, whilst oh, yeah. we were having this interview. Um, yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Jeffrey McSorley Jr. asks, um, he wants to know, well, given um, you being on the list of potential nominees for the Audioverse Awards, yeah. how do you feel yeah. about your work uh, that you did in Facility? <sighs> okay. Um, I, you're your own biggest critic. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whereas other people, they see their finished work. Mm-hmm. And they can criticize it from there. I see all the building blocks. Mm-hmm. I see the bricks of the house, and I remember laying each one down. Yeah. And I, whereas everybody else can go, oh, this sounds good, or they can go, oh, it doesn't sound good. Yeah. To me, every time I hear it, it's um, a little part of you goes, oh, well, that, that that's rubbish, isn't it? That's rubbish. What does this sound like? Bad. Yeah. It sounds bad. It's what it is. I was re-listening to the season today to find this music, yeah. and I was like, oh, I'm awful. I hate myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's hard to think about it. It's hard to think about people listening to it. So I learned pretty early on, if I'm going to make anything worthwhile, I have to start thinking of it as it's in itself rather than mm. being nervous about people hearing it. So, yeah, I guess I, guess I am. I guess I do. I, I am nervous about whether people like it. But when I'm making it, all I can think of is, does this, is this what you want it feel to be? how I want it to feel? Yeah. And it is what I want it to be. Good. Um, it, is, it is pretty bizarre, people listening to it. And the fact that we're going to release... <laughs> Yeah. It as an album. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, by the and way, I'm very announcement. Happy. Yeah. Boom boom boom. <laughs> boom boom boom. We're gonna release this as the we're gonna release the soundtrack. As an um, album as at a some collected point. work at some point. Yes, um, we're just going through the mastering well, process yeah. right now. We're going through the mastering process right now. Um and Yes. It's not nerve wracking, but it is very cool. Yeah, it's super cool. Uh, yeah, I like it a lot. Um do we want to talk about well, that was that was, was there. Not that was the other question that we got asked. Yes, um, there's there's a, well, I have a couple of questions about your acting. Um, acting, brilliant. Yes, well, one one's actually not not so much uh, a question as just saying right. um, uh, that Jeffrey's a dick. Okay, who says that? That's uh, a <laughs> Rush, uh, Rushab Ruby Parker Harbour, <laughs> you traitor. <laughs> She's replaced Valerie. Joke. Oh, that bastard! <laughs> no, it's a uh, Rushab. Ruby, Ruby Parker Harbord wants to know why do you suck, James? <laughs> and honestly, Ruby, I don't know. I'm gonna have to it's tell just her who I am. Mentioned. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, why is Jeffrey? Well, Jeffrey's a dick. Well, he is. Um, <laughs> he look. He's 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 waking up. And he doesn't, he's not got, you know, as humans, we, we see other faces around us mm-hmm. while we grow up. And when you're, when you're a child, you're a dick. Yeah. Children are dicks. Children are horrid, nasty, mean-spirited, selfish. Pricks. Uh, cruel bastards. And the <laughs> only good thing 
but they're not worth hating because the only good thing about them is that they're very small and weak. <laughs> and the level to which they can actually ruin anyone's life is very... Very limited. F- physically, it's very limited. Yeah. But Jeffrey has that ability. You, you only hate Jeffrey because he's got the ability to do something about it. Yeah. Um, he's born in this world. He hasn't learned... He's, he hasn't learned why he has to care about people and why he has to not hurt people and why that's wrong and why you've got to share and why you've got to not because it hurts because what how would you feel how would you feel in this situation mm. how would you feel to be crushed to death jeffrey how would you jeffrey feel? yeah jeffrey doesn't jeffrey hasn't learned that but the, mm. the point about jeffrey is that he never has to learn that mm-hmm. because he's created he's created in his final form yeah he doesn't grow physically mm-hmm. he 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 doesn't have, why should he have to change? He's permanent. He doesn't have to die. Yeah. He doesn't have to um, age. He doesn't have to learn. Mm-hmm. He knows everything. He's done everything. He's, and, his, he, his present is his future, is his past. And, and that is very him, why much, should he change? That's yeah. very much the difference between facility Jeffrey and original Jeffrey. Yeah, original Jeffrey he is doesn't. afraid of dying. Yeah. And it's a very well, real well, possibility. Facility Jeffrey can die, but he he he's in a big old building. He sees no, like yeah, he's afraid that his consciousness is going to get taken away. Of course, but he Je- Jeffrey is afraid of Jeffrey in the original is afraid of death in the way that a poor man is afraid of poverty. Mm-hmm. In that it's right on his doorstep at yeah. all times. Facility Jeffrey is afraid of death like a rich man is afraid of poverty mm-hmm. he knows it's there and he knows it could happen but it's not it's it's not real to him it's not yeah it's not real to him it's just a thing for him to be like oh good i just have to do everything i can to secure the fact that i don't die yeah but when you can conf- when you're face to face with death every day like jeffrey is in the original mm-hmm. um, it changes you yeah you learn to become one with it and you learn to realize that other people are also afraid of death and yeah. that wouldn't be nice to hurt them would it yeah but facility jeffrey never has to learn that plus he's he's um he's a machine for thinking he's a machine for thinking about things mm-hmm. and you've taken a machine that thinks about he's a machine for thinking about things and his purpose was to calculate mm-hmm. and to build and to be and to be a, com- a computer, but you've given him emotion and you've given him feeling, and now he hasn't got meaning, and so that's why, in the end, he just ends up. He's using that brain power to just make jokes that for himself to laugh at. Yeah, and he spirals. He just becomes a maniac, and that's that. I felt was what you you would get if you made a machine that's designed to think about things, and then you gave it irrationality yeah and meant here you go reason about nothing forever yeah and he's just just gonna sit and make puns and laugh (laughs) at them and make more puns and laugh at them and make sick jokes about crushing people to death and then laugh at them and that's what he's good that's that's just who he is now yeah absolutely he's a bit of a dick um Um, one more question twitter we got yeah go ahead (laughs) uh 
how did uh, you become such a maniacal villain? You personally, oh, how did you do it? And that's from I do it? your favorite Krite or, or Whiskey right. June. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what they mean. I like, I, you know, I don't know what you mean by that. I, are you saying, I'm, you know, there is a charitable way to read that question. There's an uncharitable <laughs> way to read that question. Of course. Uh, I could read it in the charitable way where what you're saying is how did I put myself in the headspace to mm-hmm. play a crazy person? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is just um, when I was when I was in school and I was acting in class, um, we learned about thinking in terms of space and mm-hmm. You can direct your attention to a small circle where it's precise, and you can direct your attention to a massive circle where it's like talking to an audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my brain, I just flip that around. Jeffrey, when he's small and he's in a robot body, in the original, he's a, he's a human. He's a, he's he's a person. Mm. He's he's a he's one entity. But facility Jeffrey is everywhere. Facility mm-hmm. Jeffrey is huge. He's in all things. The people who are he's talking to are in his domain. Yeah, they're standing on the ground that makes up his body, and yeah. they're talking to the sky that makes up his body. And I just put myself as a big circle talking to a small circle instead mm. of as a small circle talking to a big circle. And he's got a god complex. Yeah. He's he's the land, he's the sea, he's the sky, he's the ground. He's literally making life. That's that character. And that was quite easy. If the, if I'm reading the uncharitable <laughs> definition that you tell are you saying I'm an I'm a maniac? And um Yeah. Maybe I am. <laughs> hey, maybe but maybe the character of Jeffrey was in some ways directly if, based on James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe if you think I'm a maniac, maybe the best thing to do might not be to to <laughs> say that to me on Twitter. <laughs> At Whiskey June. <laughs> because if I'm a maniac, you're you're uh, you're you're poking the bear. Okay? So I'm going to I'm going to say let's hope it's the first one because Hey man, that's pretty hurtful. I'm <laughs> I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I'm a good dude. I swear, right? I swear. Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just played asshole. <laughs> no, I'm a. I, I like to poke fun at things. That's what I do. You probably tell yeah. that from any behind the scenes footage you have. Literally, me any. and Zach. It's just me messing with Zach. Yeah. Because he's trying to make something, and I'm just I'm just diddling with it, and. <laughs> I like to mess with stuff, and yeah. the ultimate mischief is playing a, a guy who wants to be a mis- like mischievous, <laughs> but has godlike power. Yeah, and mischief and plus power is is a villain, is a yeah. maniacal villain. Exciting. Um, so it came quite easily to me, like that, I guess. Yeah. Right. Shall we wrap this up? Yeah. We can wrap this up because this has gone on way longer than you want. Way to. longer. I gotta leave for work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we gonna do yours another time? Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll talk about cool. this off the air. <laughs> sure. Okay. Great. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed. Um, for anyone that did enjoy my work the on music. this, I'm yeah. glad you've enjoyed it. And if you didn't enjoy and, it, that's fine. I didn't. I didn't enjoy parts of making it. 
when you sit and make your own music and you hate it. And I can see why you, I can see why you hate it because, you know, it's it's. I'm my own worst critic. But but thank you for enjoying this and thank you for listening to it. Yeah. Bye bye everyone. No matter how far you run from them, childhood tragedies have a way of catching back up with you. So is true of elite scuba diver Veronica West, who is about to encounter something unexplainable at the bottom of the ocean, something that will draw her back to her home on Sinclair Island, Maine. There, she'll lead a dangerous rescue mission to the bottom of the Bay of Fundy, home of the world's largest tides, and something horrific down in the depths. Listen to Narcosis, the latest horror fiction show on Realm's premier horror channel, Undertow. Narcosis is available now. Search for Undertow or Narcosis, wherever podcasts are served.